The Christian life cannot be reduced to a man-made list of things to do and not to do. However, when God gives a specific list in Scripture, we must take careful note of His priorities. Today, we examine the Lord's to-do list found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we uncover divine instructions for the last days. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That's what the psalmist said, and I think it's a, an accurate uh, representation of the great lesson we're learning in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 today. Did you know that our God is a God of oneness and that He loves unity among His people? Uh, did you know that the devil is the exact opposite of our God and the devil seeks to divide and disrupt and to bring dissension and discord? See, our God is not the author of confusion. So if there's confusion, if there's chaos, if there's strife and envy and fighting, you can be very sure that the devil is doing his work and the flesh is getting in God's way. We've come in our study of this Lord's to-do list in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 to these verses. Beginning in verse 9, we read, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. Let me just pause and say, thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad he died for you? Thank him now. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Now, don't miss the great doctrinal truth here. He says, the Lord has not appointed you to wrath someday, but rather to obtain salvation. Christ is coming. And when he comes, whether you're awake or asleep, that means whether you are someone who's died in the Lord or whether you're still living when the Lord returns. Either way, he answered that question in the previous chapter. Either way, you're going to be with him. You're going to live together with him. And this phrase has captured my attention, together with him. That's what's going to make heaven heaven. Not the place, but the person. We're going to be together with him. Somebody says, where's heaven? Wherever Jesus is. That's where I want to be for all eternity, together with Him. Can you hear Jesus tell His disciples in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That's what He means here. We should live together with Him. But now in light of that, listen to the next verse, verse 11. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. Some Christians have the idea that this spiritual oneness, this unity, is all future tense. That we can't experience any of it until we all get to heaven someday and we're together with Him. And yet, did you notice the use of the very same word? In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 10, he talks about the day we're going to be together with Him. But in verse number 11, he says, in light of that, today we should be together with one another. Comfort yourselves together. Edify one another. It's present tense. You see, the God is going to make all things one someday, wants His people to be one even now. now. Let's go back in our Bibles for just a moment and let the Apostle Paul tell us what this means about our God of oneness. In Ephesians chapter 4, we read these words, 
Beginning in verse 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called, with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. I don't know about you, it sounds to me like our God is a God of oneness. And that the Lord wants us to be one with Him and one with other of His children. Now, I'm not advocating that we just go along to get along and that truth doesn't matter and and that we disobey the plain commands of Scripture. Not at all. No, rather we are gathering around the God of truth. I said to a church not long ago, we don't all have to agree with one another. You can't get everybody to agree with one another. That's impossible. But let me tell you what we do have to do. We all have to agree with God. The Lord wants unity among His people. This reveals the heart of God for His people. And may I just say, this is the secret to spiritual blessing in a church. It's the secret to spiritual blessing in a family. In Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, when did He come? He came when they were of one mind and one accord. I'm convinced that one of the things holding back spiritual blessing and fruit in so many places today is that God's people can't get along. Somebody said that some churches are more like goat pens than sheepfolds because everybody's always butting heads all the time. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. That's not the way the Lord intends us to live. No, we should begin, number one, by making sure we're right with Him, that we are one with Him, together with Him. And then, building on that relationship with God, it begins to touch every other relationship in our life. And suddenly, we begin to work at encouraging one another and being a blessing to other people. That's the Lord's way. And if that's not what we're doing, then may I say we're out of the will of God. We're out of step with the spirit of unity. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 again. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. So here's the word for the day. It's the word together. That's it. In light of the Lord's soon return, number one, you got to get ready to fight the enemy. But remember that the enemy is not your brother or your sister in the faith. You see, as surely as you got to fight the devil and fight the world and fight the flesh at every turn, don't turn your guns on one another. A friendly fire kills way too many people and causes far too much casualty in this spiritual warfare. Instead, let's pull for one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's pray for one another. On the Lord's to-do list, we, we add this to our list. Minister to one another. Comfort others. Edify others. The word edify there means to build up. So often, we're guilty of tearing down. Could I remind you that death and life are in the power of the tongue? Think about your own family and think about your own church family. It's more than just being together physically. Everybody knows you can be together and not be together. You can be present and not be present. So attendance is not the, not the goal. No, it's a word of attention. It's a word of affection. Could I remind you that Satan scatters and sin scatters? But what does God do? God gathers. God always is bringing people closer to himself and, and closer to what he desires for them. And when you have the heart of God, that's exactly what you want to do. 
You want to begin to minister to those around you, to encourage one another. So in light of the Lord's return, would you be an encourager today? Would you be a blessing? Write a note, make a phone call, speak a kind word to someone. If there's somebody you need to make something right with, go to them today. Say to them, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? It's liberating to do such a thing. You'll find that the Holy Spirit enables you and gives you liberty and joy out of that such as you've never had before. Why? Because you're getting in step with a God of oneness. You're doing away with unnecessary strife and contention and conflict. My friend, that's a place where the Lord delights to work and to move. Jesus is coming. If Christ came today, is there anything you need to make right? Anyone you need to be right with? Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. I wonder, I really do wonder, would others say we do that? Would the Lord say we do that? May God help us to live today encouraging one another. We hope you will take the time to read through 1 Thessalonians 5 and ask the Lord to help you do what matters most to Him today. Thank you for listening and praying for this Bible teaching ministry. Find out more at scottpauley.org. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.